0: Hello and welcome to this episode of Double Tap with myself, Daryl, and as always, Ian. No tapping up episode this week just because of other commitments, but we obviously couldn't leave it without speaking about the big UFC 294 event taking place, ironically today in a few hours, at the point that we're recording this. Um, It is back in the Middle East this week, Uh, history at stake, uh, again at the top of the card, uh, 294 is, of course, taking place at the Etihad Arena in Abu Dhabi. Main card, a significantly altered one to what we were first expecting, in my opinion, and we'll get your opinion, of course, Ian. A much better one. Um, obviously, Islam uh, Mahachev has won the toughest fight of his life around 10 months ago, and now he has to do it all again, Ian.
1: A lot easier than the first time around, given that he's taken on Volk on twelve days notice. You'd think that uh he'd definitely be fancying his chances. Um I've I've got to say month I know you you're gonna disagree because you fucking dick ride Volk, Volk, but yeah. Um I mean that's a tough that's a tough ask as you can get, but so you're talking lightweight champ. Uh I'm looking at UFC rankings here, mm. not other uh organizations that don't have them the same way, but he's Islam is is only three in the pound-for-pound pound in the UFC against Volk, obviously current uh, featherweight champ and number two pound-for-pound, pound, despite the fact he lost to uh, Islam. And the fight came about ultimately on the 12 days notice because Olive, uh, Oliveira, who he was supposed to be rematching, suffered a horrific gash above his eye. So that put him out. And uh, Volk stepped up in the way that uh, not very many people would um, for me, comes down to one, one question as simple as this, what kind of shape is Vulcan? How, how much has he been training? Um, you know, is, is he, is he been in, he's not going to been in a proper fight camp. You know, that That's clear to say, has he been on the sofa doing nothing or has he been, He he's a pretty disciplined guy generally. Um, so I would imagine he, he's going to have a pretty good level of fitness, but this is a five rounder. So you've also got to wonder how, that affects if it goes into the the deep waters of the fourth and the fifth round. Um, but this is about as big a task as you can get for me. What 12 days note is taken on Islam at a weight above. But this has greatness ingrained in it if he can pull it off. Well, it seems to me exactly that. It's one of
0: those events where it will either... Go down as uh, he tried, he failed. He's got a number of excuses. The 12 days uh, notice is clearly the biggest one. And then we move on from it. And I'm sure there's a few different bit sets of repercussions that follow. Nothing major for either fighter's career. But on the flip side, if Volk beats him, becomes champ champ, goes down in history, as you say, and will never be forgotten.
1: 100%. And I mean, there's a couple of points I've got about Volk in terms of this that... He's putting quite a lot on the line here. Uh, so I would hazard a guess that he is making some serious bank for this fight because not only is he stepping in to save the card on 12 week, twelve days notice, which Dana loves people that does that. So we'll reward him handsomely for doing so. But let's say because of his lack of conditioning maybe and he takes an absolute smashing, it also then massively puts into... Um, whether his two nine seven featherweight defense against Depura happens because he could be medically suspended from getting an absolute pounding, so there is a. Whereas before we said there's not as much for Volk to lose in the first match by stepping up, he loses. He's gone. He's, he still goes back down as featherweight champ if he loses this one. Um, he he's probably going to struggle to get a, the third rematch on a full camp's notice unless it's close and he could lose his fight payday against japura so he's got a lot lot more to lose a lot more downsides and upsides than the first fight for me
0: yeah i definitely don't disagree it's just that chance at greatness like you say and if you put that on a player with all the downsides that are potentially there, with the fight in January that might potentially be ruled out, which I'll be honest, I don't see him getting, even if he does loses, lose, I don't see him get smashed up as much as it would require for that fight to be put in jeopardy. He might lose and then obviously has to take a few months to recuperate, get back in a fight camp and then do it all again. For me, Gura isn't on his level anyway, so I think it's obviously a significantly easier fight than this one that he's taking, but you weigh up all the downsides, you weigh up everything else that could potentially go wrong. If you have a 1% chance at being a champ champ in the UFC, you've got to take it. And it is not as though he's And this, this and he would be
1: go downsides. down as the great, like McGregor yeah. was obviously the first. We've talked about Cormier, then he gave up one. This would undoubtedly be the greatest ever champ champ because of the situation, because of who he's fighting, going up up a weight as well, where some guys go down weights. Um, So, as you say, that that opportunity for greatness is something that I personally aspire to. I can never, ever take away from someone the moment they try that. Like you said, if he's got 1% chance to do that, if I'm the person that I think Volk is, he's taking that every day. Yeah, I mean, you look a little bit like Volk with the same air style and,
0: and the stuff. Not probably quite the as hard level. as <laughs> him,
1: and uh, probably uh, one story I won't uh, elaborate. I'll tell you on Monday from the stag do. It, I've got back on Krakow. Was a highlight. Was a superb guillotine from me that put someone down. So I'd uh, I'd, I'd probably say to Volk, maybe come and try your guillotine on me, and I'll uh, I'll show I'll teach you some shit. But didn't you I'll, go to I'll, I'll tell Naufry. you about that on Monday? So you went to Auschwitz and put someone in a guillotine? I did not go to Auschwitz. I refused to go to Auschwitz. I went out on the smash in Auschwitz. By the time the lads got back from Auschwitz, me and two in other tears. lads, they, they were proper emotional. Like, and as you probably quite imagine, uh, they turned up, we had a steak night, going slightly off tangent. We had, we met them at a steak night. They're all somber. We were at least 10 double vodkas deep. So we turn up like a fucking wrecking ball to this steak joint while they are in the most somber mood whatsoever. So um, yeah, it's kind of a, a mixed bag of emotions that steak. I mean,
0: as long as the steak were nice, everyone wins. There, fucking right?
1: good, good piece, good, yeah. good <laughs> our steak, mate. Good, I definitely wasn't complaining. Um, but yeah, uh, I'll tell you the stories about the stag do you, when we're not on a, a time uh, pressure for you to go and watch your precious leads uh, coming up.
0: Go up to third today on a different... Anyway, back on top Not,
1: it. not I... top of the table, though, eh?
0: We're getting there soon. We're getting there. Um, how do you see this going? Because, obviously, in the first fight, a lot of people said that it was a lot closer than some thought. I'm a big Volk fan, and I thought Volk did nearly enough. I don't think he did enough to win the fight. I, I don't think it was that contentious in the, set, the, the sense that well, it was a, a robbery, and I know we had a discussion about this, strawberries and UFC history and all this rubbish and Twitter ran with it and blah, blah, blah. If he stays on his feet, is this a much more Volk fight or are we expecting Volk to get taken down quite quickly and the old Dagestani nature of a fight going I think that it's a
1: Vincent repeat because what one thing I did do is, luckily enough, I mean, how lucky is this? I don't know if you saw this again. I'm trying not to avoid going off on tangents. We fly into Leeds yesterday. Our flight, we come in, it was fucking horrendous, a bit bumpy. The fucking flight after us skids off the fucking runway. Oh, and that one, Airport's uh... been closed fucking ever since. That was the flight. Our flight landed before. It's the sketchiest flight I've ever been on by a mile. But we got lucky. But I got home about half three. Mrs. was at work. So one thing I did do, and I would encourage anyone to do this on the robbery front, is I re-watched the first fight, but on mute. So no commentary, no one getting fucking, you know, on the underdog side. And I go back to that. I don't think it was a robbery at all. I think it Combat was a Combat sports are terrible for that, by the way. Very, if you very... If uh, like a boxing match, you watch a
0: Tyson Fury fight on BT or TNT, if you watch a Joshua fight on DAZN, the commentary is so biased towards that fight. And like, say, if you mute it,
1: it's like watching a completely different fight. It was it's was really, so really clear weird, that man. he won three rounds. I mean, two of the rounds I've got here in my notes. For two of the rounds, he had him in back mount for over three minutes of the yeah. five rounds. So to me, the, the robbery, y- yes, Volk did better than we expected. Yes, it was arguable, but Islam won it all day for me. And it just solidified it yesterday when I was dying back in bed. Just thought to myself, right, I'm going to prepare myself and watch this. Uh, While i got five guys. So I'll be honest, I think back to the point we made at the start, how fit is Volk? If Volk is fit enough, there's maybe a chance, but I have a feeling he's not going to be as fit as that. And I don't think that means he can therefore keep Islam off him like he did for three of those five rounds. And I could see it being a much more brutal battering, if I'm honest, this time. But I, do, I still don't think he'll get battered. I, I think it's a very difficult fight.
0: And there's no understating that whatsoever. And I think if Volk is going to do this, he's got to start very, very quickly. And I think the first two rounds are absolutely pivotal. If it starts at a very sombre pace and they're just feeling each other out and you know they're, they're very tentative, I think it'll go the same way that the first fight with, it did with Folk slowly but surely losing control and then losing the rounds. I don't think he'll get battered. I don't think it'll be one of these where it's very one-sided, and I don't think the weight difference will come into it that much this time because of the the fact that he's had less time to prepare, so he might be at a slightly higher weight. But I agree, it, it has to be something where he has to take control very, very quickly, otherwise he'll lose control of the fight.
1: On the flip side of that, though, does he have to be more cautious because he's left fit, less fit? That If he comes out and fucking blows the gas tank out after two rounds and he's left with not much left in the gas tank, is Islam just going to do what he does, take him ground ground, ground and pound? So I, I I hear what you're saying, and I would agree with the fact that he needs to start strong, but I also think he needs to be incredibly efficient with his energy levels because he's not going to be as fit as he was for the first fight.
0: Yeah, and I've got to take that into account as well, Absolutely. I don't think we'll see a knockout or sub um, if it's going to be um, against Volk and it's going to be a mass fight. But I, I just get this feeling that Volk is going to sub him. I just I don't know why. Mate, this that would one of turn these things-
1: the world upside down on its head if he fucking subs Islam. That's is, that's like saying someone subbing Khabib. I mean, it, I hear I know, you, I I, I'd love it, I'd, I, I cannot say that I would not love to see that, but I think it's probably if I'll go something like 48-45, something cr- pretty clear like that, I think you're right, probably goes the distance, and I think sadly Volk will fade in the later rounds, which will be his ultimate downfall. be interesting to see, and I, I've, I've
0: still got to back him, I have to back Volk regardless, so my prediction will be Volk, I'm going to say sub just to properly shake up the world. I'm guessing that you're going Mahachev by unanimous decision. Agreed. Okay. Uh, co-main event then. So the stakes are also quite high in that one. Um, and again, a completely different co-main event than what we were expecting. We were expecting Paolo Costa against Kazma uh, Chimaev. Obviously that didn't happen. Uh, there was, was it an elbow infection?
1: Uh, It's staff infection, yeah, he got late on. Um, The weird one on this is, uh, for me, is I suppose you could argue, I mean, Kamaev has had his issues with weight, but you've got Kamaev, who is the number four ranked welterweight in the promotion, tied 18th pound for pound. Usman, number one welterweight ranked in the world and seventh pound for pound, both fighting at middleweight. Yeah, so, <laughs> it's, uh, it's a little bit of a confusing one. And uh, we know that he uh, struggles to make his weight. Uh, Kamayev. why he's even in the welterweight rankings, he's not in the middleweight rankings, I'll have to leave that to the UFC to tell me. But again, another short fight notice. Is it enough? I mean, there is very rarely you could ever say that Usman is, a, is fought someone who is arguably a better wrestler than him. But I would go out there and say Kamaev is... Yeah, um,
0: it's it's a very strange one because, like you say, he's not rated at, or he's not ranked, sorry, at well, uh, middleweight just yet. That'll change clearly after this fight. One of them, if not both of them, are going to get rankings. Um, it's a strange one because, obviously, Usman has been thrown in again on very short notice, as with Falk. Um, I saw, I think it was Sean Strickland's podcast, and he said that he thinks he's getting about 1.5 mil for this. Uh, uh, I would expect. Who's that? Sorry, Usman.
1: Usman. Is, is for yeah. Stepping in and saving the day. And um, Fair play. Yeah. So imagine if he's getting that, imagine what Volk's getting.
0: It's got to be nearly three, three I would three, expect. I would guess. Yeah. 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 Um, but it's a weird one, is Usman, because obviously if he wins this, we're in a position where, and the UFC gods do this sometimes, where we might then potentially see, him fight Strickland. Now, obviously, he's already beaten Strickland at a lower weight, but to see that then for the title would be very, very odd. Um, Chimaev is is obviously one of these where he's got this hype train behind him. We've spoken quite strongly about how good he is uh, and about how highly he's rated in the UFC and by the fans of the UFC and such and such. But this fight, despite it being booked out of nowhere, has actually been sort of up in the air for quite a number of, of months, if not a couple of years. I know that you clarified that in the last time we spoke about it, and it's not unexpected that these two are having this fight.
1: Definitely not. I mean, as I say, both wrestlers, both big guys, both, of you know, Usman is, is a big lad, definitely not going to have a problem being uh, a middleweight. Kamayev as his struggles, and obviously, basically, Dana shut him down from being a welterweight because... He didn't want him falling out of the card and losing uh, on the weight. Um, there's been a few rumours this week. I don't know if you read this about. I mean, I've, I've detailed before, so we won't go over it again, about how bad Usman's knees are. He cannot even run to train. He has to use an air dime bike. His knees are absolutely fucked, and he needs t- two knee, knee replacement therapies uh, eventually when his career is over. But there'd been a few rumours he was suffering from some knee injuries this week, which he shut down. Um I'll be honest with you, I think this I, I don't think Esmond's ever been the same since that head kick, and I could see an absolute destruction by Kamaev that puts Did the world see this on notice.
0: Weird sort of um I think it was Gagey, funnily enough, and there was this strange open workout that they had together.
1: And uh, somebody Gage told me about down. it. I I I missed it, someone told me about it in Krakow when We were talking about the UFC. I haven't seen it, but someone told me about it.
0: It's worth a quick watch just before tonight's main event and main card, but essentially, it's obviously, it's an open workout. They're not doing anything untoward, and they're certainly not going too strong. But Gagey sort of puts him down, and as he's putting him down, he falls on his head, does Usman, and then as he's getting up, he's checking, is Gagey saying, is everything all right? And he's, yeah, he's fine. But he kind of gets up on unsteady legs, and he looks like he's about to collapse, and then they walk off together, and it's a bit strange. And you know, it's come out since and deny that there's any injury there and um, that nothing happened that would affect the matchup. And obviously, there's the issue with his knees, and that all has to be taken into account. I'm going to say that Usman wins this. He's, he's at a career crossroads, and he's obviously getting on the wrong side of his age now. He's getting close to 40, must be on 36, 37 around that point. Um, obviously, lost twice to Leon in the, the fights that we've watched this year. Um, but I just feel as though this is going to be one of those events that's remembered for a long time. And I think it's going to be remembered as the night of the underdogs.
1: I, I'd love to see it because I think if Kamaev, if, if there's anyone, someone who does need a bit of a humbling, a bit like the lad on the stag do uh, with my guillotine, it is um, Kamaev. And uh, just to take him back and every, every win and every smashing he does, he just gets a little bit more bigger, too big for his boots, but um, I'm going to go against the grain, so we'll uh, the, the usual here, we've both got the complete opposite fighters, but I'm going Kamayev and I could see a finish third round, ground and pound, something like that. kamayev definitely
0: has the strength to do it. Yeah, it's a weird fight for, at this way anyway, sorry, for Usman to take at this short notice, because Usman obviously isn't a small man, he is Pushing it when it comes to welterweight, anyway, but middleweight Chimaev has much, much more power. And well, I you think could absolutely y- see him get his head taken off.
1: You uh, nailed it earlier that he's got one and a half million reasons why he's taking the fight on 12 uh, <laughs> days' notice. I think it would probably be fair to say. I think you know that one spot on. That's why he's taking the fight. And if it wasn't that sort of money and um, you know, it was a normal payday. I do not think this fight would be happening in any way, shape or form. So I have no doubt that that payday will help Usman nurse his wounds when he gets a batter in.
0: I asked you this before though, would you take 1.5 mil to get your head kicked in by someone like Chimaev?
1: No, because I think you, <laughs> you, you seem to have this deluded view of how bad a normal person would get their head kicked in compared to a professional fighter. You'd get brain damage and you'd need that one and a half million for the palliative care for the rest of your life. It's and not just like someone out, else right normally away? doing it. So, uh, no, I, I not. You, you talked about it for John Jones or someone like that. I wouldn't even do it for Kamaev, mate. Not a chance.
0: I think I could take Kamaev. I could just run away from him. He won't be able to take me down because I've got... Have you seen how he flies across offense. the ring?
1: He's like fucking <laughs> Superman. He can fucking literally fly. He'd grab you in 10 seconds and bang, your face is caved in. There's your well, 1.5 mil.
0: Ironically, that brings me on to the point that I'm most looking forward to seeing in this fight, is this takedown offence. Because Usman has fantastic takedown offence and always has done.
1: Highest, I looked this up, highest takedown defence in UFC history. 87%. You so you, you've got... Like literally, the if there's a Kryptonite to a Kamayev move, and one of the reasons probably why they've always talked about putting this together, Usman has the highest takedown defense in 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 UFC history. So that this will be interesting, and this will be a real test for how good is he at taking people down.
0: Well, it's the old adage, isn't it? It's an immovable force against an unstoppable object. So even if he flies across the ring at 100 miles an hour, if you can't take him down, it's negating. Half of, if not majority of his game, so it'll be interesting. I'm glad that we're going against each other for the predictions because I think the last few we've we've called together and it's not felt right. It's not normal, is it, when we're like calling everything the same? No one wants to
1: hear us get on and fucking agree. Exactly. What's this shit? Uh, So, I mean, obviously it is a big card again. I'm aware of the time, so we have one one more fight. I feel like we've got to talk about, which is the light heavyweight uh, fight between Ankalev currently number 2 lightweight in the division 18-1-1 one one record against Johnny Walker uh number yeah. 7 light heavyweight 27 and uh sorry 21 and 7 record there was a little bit at one point where walker burst onto the scene this was back when Jen, John Jones was a champion flashy kicks very hard everyone was like this guy is the shit i think he hit then something like a four fight losing skid Went back to the drawing board. He now trains out of SGB Ireland, which is quite a crazy place for a Brazilian to train out of, which is Connors Camp and mm. uh, with Coach Kavanagh. And we've seen a real improvement over his last few fights. You've got to feel sorry for Ankalev because he could have been the champ had it not been, if you remember, a callback to that ridiculous uh, split draw against Blahovic. Yeah, I do remember that. And then you've then got this. I've got in my notes. This is probably a title eliminator for the winner of Potang against Brahaska. After which Hill gets his fight. After <laughs> which the winner of this might get their chance. So I've never known a division held up by injuries like this. This is ridiculous. So he he's if he wins Anklev, and I think he probably will quite easily. He's probably like four fights away from a title shot, even though he's the next, probably one of the most deserving people. Crazy. Well, I
0: agree. Anklev should win this fight. Um, Everything else, apart from the power wise, is in his favor. And I would really expect, I think, Anklev by decision. But, but, I'm going to go against the grain again because I like to do this. And I'm going to go the underdog again. And I'm going to say Johnny Walker knocks him out.
1: I mean, if there's going to be a win, I would say Johnny Walker will knock him out. And if he knocks him out, it'll be a bye kick. He's got some fantastic kicks. But I tell you what, you're not wrong. What I might do is have a little look. I tell you what, I I, I would be very interested in the underdog treble that you've mentioned in terms of Volk, Usman, Uh, Walker uh, as a a sneaky little fiver bet later, I think. Probably actually wouldn't be, as given Volk uh, how close that is, it probably wouldn't be as outrageous uh, as it should be. But um, Yeah, so I'm going to go completely against the grain against you again, and I'm going to go an Anklev by decision. Yeah, I think that's the safe bet. I I can't...
0: You could see an Anklev knockout as well, and you could see It going that way, but I just think it's probably going to go the way that you said. But again, I've I've got to stick with my guns and I'm going to say Johnny Walker knockout. It's the night of the underdogs, 294, remembered forever. Vault becomes double champ. He becomes the pound for pound number one in the world because he's got to do if he wins this. Obviously, until John Jones uh, fights next month. Is it next month or is it December? End of November. End of November, so next month. And then obviously, we'll, we'll go from there when John Jones loses and loses legacy as well.
1: Um, but does that mean last... you're calling Stipe out of the ultimate? <laughs> <underdog shout laughs> Are you now calling Stipe? Jesus, has someone taking too many bangs on the head while I've been away this week.
0: The impossible bet. I mean, the odds on that, if that was a, a quadruple, you're talking silly odds. What I would so last question for you, just before I, I have to head off and watch the Mighty Whites smash the Canaries today. If, um, Volk loses against Islam does Islam become the pound for pound number one in the world on the UFC rankings
1: no because I think the UFC blow John Jones so hard that it won't happen (laughs) he'll clearly move above Volk Volk. which I I still say he should be above Volk just because he beat him I know we've had this discussion again so we won't go over it but he definitely jumps to number two I don't think he goes above John Jones personally okay We'll see. We'll see. Get the beers in and uh, get settled. Seven on. o'clock for everybody uh, in the UK. Seven o'clock GM time is the main card. Five o'clock PM for the prelims, I believe. So get yourself, as I say, I will not be touching an ounce of alcohol after having more than enough in Krakow. Uh, so there will not be an ounce of beer for me, but I will be tuned in and this will be a fucking good card. That's. The, I think that's the perfect way to end this is there won't be bet- many better cards this year than this.
0: just have a look at the bet boost as well, very, very quickly. Um, Islam, four or more takedowns has been boosted to just above evens. Oh,
1: massive, massive odds <laughs> there. I are going to say like six to uh, one or something. I was like, I might have a little sneaky bet on that, not on uh, that. Chimaev,
0: four or more takedowns has been boosted to four Seven to, to
1: one. one on. <laughs>
0: Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. And Anklev, they're expecting not to go the distance um, from everything in terms of the betting. So that's quite an interesting one as well. But we'll leave it there. Uh, inevitably, we'll be talking all night and you'll see me active on the Twitter page because we like to tweet it as it's going on, especially when it's at prime time. But predictions, just to lock them in, Ian. So you've got uh, Makaev decision.
1: Makaev decision. And you're going
0: Volk. Invoke... Sub. So, (laughs) sub, Uh, Kimayev. Oh, sorry, um, You're going
1: knock out. uh, uh, out. uh, Tko round three. that's too.
0: Just say Tko. You're never going to get the round right. If it's Tko round three now, I'm going to be pissed off. Uh, I'm going Usman decision. No, what did I say? Usman knockout. Usman decision. I'm going to go Usman decision, and then you're saying Anklev decision. Yeah, and I'm going Johnny Walker knockout. We'll there see. There we you go. Locked in. If, that, if I call all those right and I haven't put a bet on it, I'll be Mate, absolutely on, I feel like I need <laughs> to
1: just to just to, just to the fact that the smugness that if they came in, that you got how much such extra smugness you could have. But um, go and enjoy the league match. Pound. Up the mighty whites. Let's hope they win and move. What do you say they can move up to? Third?
0: Third, depending on the results. They'll definitely go fourth if they win, but they can go up to third if Sunderland don't win. So fingers crossed. One's keeping an eye on. Uh, And that's it for us. Uh, Inevitably, we'll be back next week with a proper episode and we'll flesh out what happened in the results of 294 and everything else that happened in the world of football and obviously Misfits Boxing we've got to cover next week. So we'll get on to that. So we'll speak to you next week. Thanks very much for listening.